Hello, I'm Richard Hurley, the BMJ's Features and Debates Editor. Our latest head-to-head debate asks, should we welcome plans to sell off NHS land? And I'm joined today by the authors of the head-to-head. Robert Naylor is the former CEO of University College London Hospitals and an advisor to the government. His review of the NHS estate, published earlier this year, made radical recommendations about disposing of land deemed to be surplus that seemed to be accepted by the government. And I also have Kailash Chand on the line. He's a GP from Manchester, former Foundation Trust Chair and Honorary Vice President of the BMA. And he has some concerns about the recommendations and how they will be implemented. Robert, would you mind reminding readers about how how your review came about and the key things that you recommend? Yes, thank you. Um, The... um the reviews really started off uh, following on from the Carter review of efficiency and productivity in the NHS. And uh, Lord Carter uh, identified uh, the estate as being one area where substantial um, improvements in utilisation of premises and therefore financial efficiency could be improved. Um, so as a consequence, I was asked by the Secretary of State for Health, uh, Jeremy Hunt, to undertake a review of the current utilization of assets in the NHS uh, with a target to identify two billion pounds worth of unused or underutilized assets to uh, um, reinvest fully back into the NHS uh, and also to identify spare land where we could build an extra 26,000 residential homes. So my review um, looked at those targets and found that uh, we felt that both of those targets could be reasonably easily achieved without any detriment to the quality of services provided to patients. Thank you. So, how does how does the, how do those numbers fit in with the ten billion estimate that's, uh, that that I think is needed, or people people say is needed to enable those STPs uh, to to happen? Well, there have been a number of estimates um, of um, what is needed uh, in capital investment in the NHS. Um, First of all, I ought to say that the annual uh, capital allocation to the NHS is approximately £4.8 billion per year. But unfortunately, in recent years, not all of that capital has been spent for a whole series of reasons. Um, But what we're saying in our report is that we need an extra £10 billion over and above that £4.8 billion to ensure that the uh, uh, the assets of the NHS are maintained to world-class standards. Okay, thank you. Kailash, that all sounds reasonable, doesn't it? The NHS needs money for services. There's costs associated with unused land. Much of the estate is not fit for purpose. Doesn't it make sense to release this wasted potential for patients? The way Sir Robert Naylor puts it, yes, it would make sense to people who want to feel that way. But in my view, theoretically, uh, Sir Naylor underpins a couple of things. One, he is talking about essentially that we need to free up public land to build up much-needed housing to solve the housing crisis. And the second, if I understand correctly, is the new models of care have different infrastructure requirements. But in my view, and quite a few people agree with me, is the reality is uh, another move to privatize public assets as opposed to services and to simultaneously use the carrot and stick approach, sell and you'll be rewarded, don't sell and you'll be punished, to force through the unwanted and unevidenced 
server service delivery changes of this STP or what we call it sustainability and transformation plans. Robert, what do you say to that? Well, I, I think first of all, I need to underline that uh, this is not, this is absolutely not um, anything to do with privatization uh, or anything to do with um, a fire sale. This is about making better use of the uh, assets the NHS uh, has inherited over many years. Um, clearly, what, uh, uh, what we need to do is to reinvest, as Kailish says, into new models of healthcare. We have a lot of antiquated hospitals um, in the NHS. Uh, many of those hospitals have huge amounts of backlog maintenance. They're really no longer fit for purpose. And what we really need to do is to invest in new hospital infrastructure, but more importantly, to invest in new models of primary and community care. Um, we need to get patients out of hospitals. Um, in my time as a chief executive, we found that about a third of the patients who were in our hospitals didn't need to be there. Um, we need to improve our community services. We need to improve social care. And we absolutely need to improve uh, the premises um, and conditions that uh, many of our GPs work in across the NHS. Kailash, in your argument, in your, in your, your written piece for the debate, you, you, you're basically calling for a proper funding settlement rather than relying on cost-cutting and selling off NHS assets. But this is fantasy, isn't it? We've repeatedly heard that there is to be no more money for the NHS, or at least not enough. Patients need services now. Uh, I mean, are you living in the past? No, no. As a matter of fact, I'm living in the future, and I'm the one who is literally talking about to have a safe and quality service. What exactly is going on? NHS is at a breaking point, and even access is becoming almost difficult. The amount of rationing and cuts, everybody knows about it. Every day it's in news. Honest answer is, I look at it as a double whammy. To start with, because you don't have the staff, you don't have the resources funding, and wards and hospitals are being closed. Now, with STP, the one criteria for STP is to have the financial balancing. In financial balancing, again, you want to sell all those kind of things essentially to the STPs. And STPs, uh, in, in my view, is unevidenced. We don't know whether they will be able to deliver what we are expecting them to deliver. So uh, I don't think so. In my view, my very concern is uh, that services, by and large, will suffer not improve and the only people will perhaps gain or benefit from it is uh, uh, the profiteers. Robert do you have anything further to say on those points? Yeah well I, 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 um, I obviously strongly disagree with what Carlos is saying. Let me give you two examples. Um, first of all uh, when I went to UCLH as the chief executive 17 years ago in 2000 I inherited uh, seven uh, rundown uh, rather decrepit hospitals, which uh, hadn't been properly maintained in previous decades. And what we did was to uh, build what is now perhaps um, the leading uh, academic uh, university hospital campus in the UK and one of the top uh, uh, academic medical centers in the world. And what we did was to uh, build these new facilities largely on the back of the uh, disposal of uh, high-value premises of these old hospitals, which uh, we then uh, maximized the value of and sold off um, uh, for developments in London. So that's a living example of how we can recreate modern new facilities out of uh, old facilities. And it's that kind of approach 
that my report is advocating. Second point I'd make on housing is that I absolutely agree with Kailish in, um, in, in, in the fact that hospitals should be using their spare land. And there's, there's thousands of acres of spare land surrounding hospitals to develop housing uh, for staff. And, and that can either be done directly by the hospitals concerned or through housing associations. Uh, and we believe that the majority of additional housing that will be provided on NHS land should be prioritised uh, uh, for, for sale or lease to, uh, to NHS staff. That in itself will substantially improve the prospects of uh, particularly inner city uh, uh, hospitals uh, providing the kind of staff they need for the longer term. Something I'd like to ask you, Kailash, is uh, I, th- I think Robert's recommendations include incentives to force uh, the sale or to encourage the sale of land. For example, withholding capital funding from trusts that do not go far enough in making plans to dispose of land, and also offering financial incentives where government could match to, in two for one deals. I think they're described um, income from sales. What do you make of those mechanisms, Kailash? No, again, I think this is a typical kind of uh, uh, the marketization uh, agenda being applied here. Uh, where you uh, literally, again, in my view, if you don't uh, um, comply with what exactly is being asked, uh, then you are punished. And as if you comply with it, then you are profited. So in end of the day, uh, it's not just uh, the two sectors. It's the patients, it's what the services are, the stakeholders. Nobody knows anything how all these people are going to benefit out of all this. What? Um, thank you. With, with, with the NHS in, in the state that it is, cash-strapped trusts, Robert, is there a risk that access to or the quality of services will be reduced? Well, my report is all about capital. It's, it has nothing to do with the... Uh, the amount, of, uh, the amount of revenue that the government provides to the NHS. So revenue is running costs. Capital is the cost of building um, buildings and equipment, cost of equipment. Um, so my report is, is it, it clearly doesn't address the issue around revenue funding. That's an entirely separate argument. Uh, the issue that we've addressed is to try and enforce um, uh, trusts uh, and indeed healthcare across the whole of the NHS, including primary care, to use their facilities better and to invest in new facilities, not just in hospitals, but even more importantly in primary care. We have far, far too many uh, um, small, single-handed, small group practices um, that need to move into the 21st century. Um, and because of the poor accessibility to these uh, practices, by patients. It means that patients are voting with their feet and turning up inappropriately in much greater numbers in A&E departments. So it's essential that we use the assets we've got to reinvest in providing modern healthcare facilities, not just in hospitals, but in primary care as well. Robert, this is not a sustainable uh, uh, way of funding the NHS, is it? Once you sell off the land and use that money to reinvest, you you can only do that so many times, can't you? Why uh, why can't the NHS lease the land, uh, retaining ownership, enjoying the income forever, and if it needs the space in future, it, it will have it? Well, indeed it, indeed it can. I mean, we're not necessarily selling, uh, saying that everything should be sold off. Um, uh, we've looked at a number of very interesting proposals uh, whereby we, we would lease land, um, particularly 
the proposals surrounding providing um, uh, homes for um, NHS staff, particularly uh, particularly for nurses and lower paid staff in the NHS. We've got a, a, a number of schemes that we've looked at where we are working jointly with housing associations to lease the land to the housing association to build new homes, um, then lease those homes uh, to nurses and doctors and other staff um, so that the NHS keeps the ownership of the land, but uh, on that land is built houses that are used by NHS staff, which um, is particularly important in areas like central London, where we have a uh, we have a real crisis in the shortage of staff, simply because housing costs are too high, and the cost of travel from from distances outside of London uh, has become too great. So there's a real win-win situation here. Um, so if leasing uh, the land and building houses is a better bet than selling the land, then of course uh, that's exactly what we should do. So we have to keep an open mind. We need to maximise the value, whether it's sale or whether it's lease or whether it's uh, the hospital itself developing the land through its own resources. Kailash, do you want to say anything about that? Richard, I would perhaps end up by saying that as far as I'm concerned, I've been a passionate supporter of NHS in a way it is a public service, publicly owned, publicly funded, so that we can give the best possible. I'm sure that may be a tiny bit of ideological difference between me and Sarnailer, but otherwise I think we're on the same page. No, I think I think we're absolutely on the same page. Um, I mean, I've I've dedicated my life uh, to the NHS, as I'm sure you have, Kailash. And and uh, you know, the NHS is 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 a real jewel in the crown. It's the it's the most uh, successful social institution of uh, of my lifetime, of from my parents' lifetime. And what we have to do is to make sure that the NHS is properly funded uh, on a revenue basis from the government. Yes. And that we utilise our resources, um, our estate, and our property in the most effective way to provide modern facilities, uh, equipment, and uh, care for our patients. So, so long live the NHS! I think we we end up both in absolute agreement on that point. That is music to my ears. That was Robert Naylor and Kailash Chand. You can read their debate online on BMJ.com. And as always, we'd be delighted to know what you think. So please send us a rapid response. We republish the best as formal letters to the editor. I'll be back with more debates in the future, so make sure you subscribe to us so you don't miss out. We're on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. Is there anything...